Hey, visionaries, welcome back to the show. Do you do a lot of mindset work? Do you feel like mindset work is worthy of your time and energy, especially as you grow a very large business? Have you ever struggled with mindset blocks? I know I certainly have. I tell a story in this episode of a time when I caught myself saying, there's just not enough time in the day. And another time when I realized I was terrified to open my bank statements and pay my taxes and I would always hesitate to e-transfer people money and I realized I had a huge mindset, uh, money mindset block. So this is why I brought on Emily Elliott, who is a mindset coach who is joining the podcast today. Emily has such an interesting story, and I would definitely steer you over to her podcast called The Magnetic Life, where you can hear all about her journey of dropping her doctor title and following her heart and making a courageous leap to becoming a mindset coach. And so we are talking about all of it in this episode, specifically becoming the architect of your own thoughts in order to reach new levels of success. So we are gonna go through how to know what your mindset blocks are, what to do once you identify them in order to deprogram them. She talks about some of the tools that she uses in order to reprogram her subconscious mind. We address money blocks, relationship blocks, some of the blocks that she is currently working through or has been working through, and ultimately just becoming what she calls a skillful sailor of your journey here on earth. So I'm super excited for all of you to tune in to this episode. I did also want to let you know that Emily and I are doing a masterclass together. As you know, I'm your girl to talk to about all things marketing. Emily is your girl to talk to about all things mindset. And these two things, when you focus on them and implement them together, are going to help you to build a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure business and beyond. And more than that, to be able to achieve the goals that you have for yourself. So if you want to learn more about my masterclass with Emily, definitely head over to the show notes, kelseyridle.com slash podcast, and you will see this episode with Emily. You can click through and find all of the details, and I just cannot wait to team up with Emily and to share her brilliance with you. So go ahead and click the link in the show note if you want to learn more about this epic masterclass that we're co-hosting together. And other than that, I hope you enjoy this episode. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell. Let me know what mindset blocks you feel like are holding you back and the ones that you are hoping to work through. So enjoy the episode. If you want to connect with Emily, again, you can find her on Instagram. I'll link her in the show notes. And you can also listen to her podcast, The Magnetic Life. All right, you guys, have an amazing day. And I will see you next week. Enjoy this episode with Emily Elliott. 
Emily, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I am so excited to sit down with you today and to chat about a topic that the visionary community is obsessed with, and it is (laughs) the topic of mindset. Mm -hmm. And it is something that I have such a personal journey with because Mm -hmm. probably like the first two or three business coaches that I hired and worked with, they were Mm -hmm. always starting me with mindset work Mm -hmm. and going right into that. And I would be so resistant. I'm like, no, I just want the strategies. I just want to know how to grow the email list, run the Facebook ad, like stop with the bullshit is basically what my (laughs) mindset was. And, you know, many years now into my journey, I realized that mindset precedes everything. Like Mm -hmm. the Facebook ad strategy doesn't work. If you go into it with this mindset of like, oh, this probably won't work for me. Or I see so many other people running ads. I'll Mm -hmm. never be able to compete. So Mm -hmm. I just think this is such a juicy topic and I'm very excited to sit down with you today and to dive in. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. (laughs) So I guess my first question is what role does our mindset play in our success and Mm -hmm. in our journey as entrepreneurs and just as human beings walking this earth? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's such a good, massive question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think to simplify it is really just the idea that we're only going to be as successful as our beliefs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, um, every, and you know who words it really, really well is Tony Robbins says, uh, are you going to view every obstacle as an obstacle? or an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. We know, we know straight up that when you start a business, you are going to have challenges and adversities, right? Mm -hmm. And so your success really rides on this idea of how you are looking head on with that obstacle and that opportunity. So um, can you reframe it? Can you turn this into, you know, rather than something really scary, can the opportunity be exciting? Mm-hmm. How are you perceiving it? You know, when you go to your computer and it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this morning started with a bit of a stressor. Do you spiral or are you able to like ground and be like, okay, what next? What next? Mm-hmm. Um, so a visual for me, um, if you're a visual person listening, I really uh, resonate with water. So as a business owner, I actually just picture it's like, it's not about not having challenges. And if you go into it with that mindset, not going to go great. But if you just kind of picture it like a wave, like I'm an ocean girl and I just kind of picture like, oh, there's another wave and get more skillful with how much you're kind of riding those waves. That's going to teach you, you know, you can either kind of like playfully ride the wave and the currents or you can decide to kind of like flounder and be paddling for dear life. Um, And so when we set our sights on a vision of how we're going to react, how we're going to ride out those challenges, it really helps us stay in it when some days it's just like, bam, 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 bam. It's like, okay, are you going to take it like a punch in the chest? Or are you going to picture yourself as like a skillful sailor over the wave, next wave? (laughs) So if you can find a visual that works for you, that's one that really resonates for me to just remember that, you know, this is the ebb and flow of life. This is the yin and the yang. And it's all about becoming a skillful sailor and reframing 
Okay, that was an obstacle. How can I turn this into an opportunity? That's that's a line by Tony Robbins that really landed for me. Oh, I love that. Become a skillful sailor. Like, I feel like we could just yeah. end the podcast right now <laughs> because I'm like, yes, this is the mm. visual that we all need to keep in mind because yes. like you said, the challenges are inevitable and I call them the dips of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like we feel like every week or every month or yeah. every quarter we encounter this dip and it just yeah. feels hard and it's easy in that moment to want to quit, but yeah. we have to learn how to ride that wave and continue yes. to nurture ourselves and our passion so that on yeah. the upswing, we come out stronger. But I think the temptation is to be like, everything's burning down. I'm just going to quit, <laughs> especially in like the first right. year or two. That's when people want to like throw in the towel and give up. And if you yeah. don't have that mindset yeah. of a skillful sailor, you yeah. will give up and you'll never reach the level of success that is probably coming. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And think of it like when we learn to walk as a baby, right? You don't just walk. You got to learn to balance, you got to learn to stand up, you got to trust yourself to take the first step. So mm. why everything we do in life is kind of like learning, it's phasic, it's growth, even learning to drive a car. You don't just jump in and say, see ya, you mm. have your mom and dad, and then you graduate. And then, you know, you're kind of on your own. And then the driving instructor says, you pass. So when it comes to a business, it's like, do we believe in miracles? Can they happen in the first year? Yes, we do. But we also need to remember that every single thing we do in life is like learning to walk step by step, growing, right? And so we really need to be careful with the expectations we put on ourselves. So it's like, I know that growth is part of the process and I believe in miracles, right? Mm. It's kind of like that two-part uh, mindset. I love that. And kind of speaking of that journey of learning to yeah. walk and the fact that we all go through challenges, I know you have been on your own journey over the <laughs> mm -hmm. last decade. And I believe you started a career in advertising and marketing yeah. and then eventually decided to leave that in pursuit of a very rigorous degree of becoming a naturopathic doctor, yeah. which you spent what, five years, five years becoming. And my sister <laughs> went through it as well well. So I know how intense it is. Like it yes. literally, like I didn't see her for five years Sorry. and then you gave all of that up. Well, I don't want to say that because that's even yeah. like the wrong lingo. You, you said there's something else for me and started your career as a mindset coach. So what has that journey been like for you? And how have you been able to follow the mm -hmm. nudges? Because a lot of people who are listening, they went to university, graduated in a career path, and they feel like this is the way it's always going to be for me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not allowed to make a change because I spent money, time, energy. And even though they have that intense gut feeling that they're not in alignment, they're not on the right path, they mm -hmm. refuse to listen to it. So I'm just curious <laughs> if you can kind of bring us along how that journey <laughs> went for you, no worries, how that journey was for you and like how you were able to follow that inner voice and make these changes and continue to honor, um, the unique journey that you've been on. You got it. So 
Hmm, let me just say that I guess, I guess on my LinkedIn, I should write professional courageous leaper. It's amazing. It's honestly like, I bet people are envious that you can make courageous leaps. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing, simply put, I don't know how to do things that my heart isn't in it. Like I just, I don't know how I just doesn't work. I'm so off. And so it's like, that's how I have to live my life. Right. So I started on the agency side of marketing, which is like a lot of um, like you're doing the creative work for the client. And um, I heard a lot from people be like, oh, you're on the sweatshop side or whatever. It kind of has this negative connotation. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And not that I want to like label anything as, you know, a certain way. But what I did learn is there was a lot of like long, long hours you know, you were kind of admired if you didn't take a lunch break, the more unhealthy you were, the more cred and promotions you got. So being a health girl, I was like, oh, this is not driving for me. So I applied for the what's known as the um, client side um, of marketing. So you're working directly with the brands, whatever it is, right? Um, so I got in with a beauty company brand and it was more of a fit creativity. But, you know, there's this line that sometimes you should pay attention to your passions by what you're doing on your breaks. And when I was on a break, I'd be like, what are the top supplements for when you're feeling a cold? And I'd be like, oh, vitamin C, zinc, um, B spray. Like I'd be so passionate looking all this up. So I'm like, hmm, I have a passion here that really wants to be seen. So quit again, applied to naturopathic school, backpacked Thailand just for a little side fun there. When I came back, I started my five years to become an ND. Grueling, very, very grueling. Like you'll you'll have to write like 12 exams in a row for two weeks and you don't get a break. And at Western, I would write like three. So really had to nourish those adrenal glands. Um, and although I loved a lot of the medicine, there's there's the direction that the profession was going that was out of alignment for me. Again, can't do things out of alignment. I had a few good years in practice and I'm like, okay, what's next? So it's actually during the pandemic that I found a training on mindset, NLP, EFT, all that good stuff. I'm like, you know what? All my supervisors at school wrote on my feedback forms that I was exceptional at guiding people. They're like, you know, I've never seen another student be able to guide other humans with so much, um, grace and awareness. And I was like, Oh, maybe there's a clue there. So during, uh, 2020, I started practicing on a lot of people, got a lot of feedback, got my first clients, great feedback. And I was like, yay, this feels good. And the feedback is matching. So I just kind of like trusted the gut feelings along the way. Was I terrified? Why? Yes, I was. And I had to make those mental negotiations in my head. It's like, okay, if you start this, you might not be able to go shopping or go eat downtown. And like, I had to be okay with that when Mm -hmm. I was making the switch, because here's the thing, it does take sacrifice and it's never going to be cushy. So I did have a few chapters where I didn't necessarily have the cutest fashion outfits, or I didn't join for certain stuff, but that was my choice and I don't regret it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh man. Yeah. It's such an interesting topic. And I love that you've shared so openly on this journey. And mm-hmm. I believe you have an entire podcast, um, actually yeah. dedicated to yeah. dropping the title of doctor yes. and making that shift. So I'll definitely plug that in the show notes and encourage great, people great. to go listen to it because I think it's, um, it's something that I talk to a lot of people about, about wanting to make that shift, yes. but there's certainly this fear of mm-hmm. making any leap. Um, and I think the goal is to have the courage, like you said, to take it, yes. but it's like, how do we find that within ourselves? Um, yes. so I'm curious, do you have any tips for somebody who is looking to make a big leap, whether that's in life, in business, what yeah. helped you when you were making that decision? Yeah. So fear is always going to be there. You're not like rare or, you know, you shouldn't feel weird if you feel scared. Like that's what protects us in life. So it's, it's about this like transition from like vilifying and making the fear bad and almost just making the fear like a buddy. It's like, Hey fear. Wow. I really feel you today. You're in my stomach and you have a lot to say. So you know, let me hear your side of it. And then I'm going to share my side of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like fear might say like, what are you doing? This is a lot of change. Like, what if you're really uncomfortable? And then you can kind of talk back to your fear and like reframe it and say, Hey fear, you know, thanks for trying to keep me safe. But I also don't want to get to the end of my life and have played it safe the whole way along. So we're going to have a bit of these feelings in our belly, but we're going to really focus on the positive, on where we want to go in life. And um, it's okay if you're here with me, but I'm going to take the driver's seat. Mm. And that I learned a, a bit of that kind of idea of like driver's seat versus backseat from Liz Gilbert. And that visual for me really helped. So it's like, rather than having anxiety driving and being like, woohoo, like I'm the driver of Emily's life. It's like, okay, anxiety, you're here why don't you go sit in the back and I'll take the wheel and let's see how that changes our life moving forward. Mm, That's such a cool reframe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I would love to crack open with you, and it's something that you talk about a lot. It's the power of the subconscious mind. So Mm. let's maybe cue this topic up for somebody who has no idea the difference between the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the role that the subconscious mind actually plays in like our entire life. Mm -hmm. Could you give us a little rundown of what the subconscious mind is? Absolutely. So, um, we think that we are fully in charge of ourselves. <laughs> like, was like, that was me okay. many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have a thought, so I'm in control. Right. But there's a part of our mind called the subconscious mind that actually, um, is part of what is guiding us. And we don't even know it's there per se, because it's across our lifetime as a child, a teenager, an adult is collecting impressions everything in our environment that we're seeing, it's absorbing, like the beliefs of other people, things that we hear. And it's kind of forming, you know, little thoughts in our mind of, okay, rich people are like this, poor people are like this. So when we want to become an entrepreneur and earn money, we can be like, I want to be a good entrepreneur. That's the rational mind. But it's not just the rational mind in charge. The 90% that that subconscious mind is also offering insights and thoughts. And it's saying, oh, well, remember when your neighbor said that if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to go bankrupt? That's in there. That's in that subconscious mind. So 
until we kind of take a look at what's there, what's guiding us when we're not even looking or listening, there's a chance you're going to keep hitting plateaus, stagnation and successes, Mm -hmm. because we have to look at those in the mirror and say, hey, do we need to rewrite that? As a business owner, your first priority needs to be your health. After all, your body is your vessel to bring your dreams into reality. And without your health, nothing else matters. So in addition to eating lots of fruits and veggies and whole foods, I'm also a big fan of topping up my diet with superfoods like Brazil nuts and cashews. I take high quality supplements like fish oil and lion's mane, and I use natural self-care products that aren't harmful to my health. And that's where Healthy Planet comes in and is a huge support. Healthy Planet is my go-to spot for all things health and fitness and wellness. I love that they have everything I need in one place, from natural beauty to supplements to organic whole foods. Plus, their prices are unbeatable. I know I'm getting the best possible deals on everything that I need. So Healthy Planet is more than just a health food store. It's really a one-stop shop for everything you need. And I want to pass on a discount code from Healthy Planet Canada. So use the code VISIONARY2022 at checkout on any online order and have everything shipped straight to your doorstep. So again, head to healthyplanetcanada.com and use the code VISIONARY2022 at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $50. Okay. But how do we take a look? Because I'm like, these are like the 90% of what drives us. Right. But it's like, if we've never done the work before to identify what programs we've downloaded and what Mm -hmm. subconscious mind or subconscious beliefs are essentially driving our success, Mm -hmm. what would be like some of the first things somebody could do to examine what actually (laughs) uh, is going on in the subconscious mind? Yeah, that's a great question. So we want to look at clues, right? And often this is where coaches come in, like Kelsey or myself to kind of be able to hear you because we don't even know what we we don't even know what we're doing right (laughs) (laughs) that's why I always hired coaches Kelsey always hired coaches right and this is what I help people do as my job is to look and say what is here now here's some clues for you if you're trying to like intuit some of your blocks if you're someone that says, um, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. Everything's so expensive, expensive, yeah. expensive, expensive. You probably have a bit of a money block, right? Because it's like, if it's really expensive, you're not trusting yourself that you have enough to go around. Um, how do you feel when you're about to make a payment? So if you're going to pay your coach or pay Kelsey or whatever, are you like really scared when you have to pay the bill? Like when I used to go pay my naturopathic bills, I remember sitting like in the naturopathic library, logging into the payment site, shaking. Like I literally was running to the bathroom. My stomach was so upset. Like it was so much stress response when I would pay bills. Now, when I decide I'm going to work with someone, right, I'll just go pay the bill and that's that, right? Mm -hmm. It's just money is just energy. Money is just energy. So um, I think you can start to really just ask yourself what clues am, yeah. is my behavior telling me so the word expensive how do you feel when you go to pay something right mm-hmm. another really really big one in our society today is how often are you saying i'm so tired 
right? That's a big one. And it's like, well, if you're exhausted all the time, you're not going to build a good business. That was probably my number one thing to face off with was I was always saying I'm so tired. And that's super learned from the people around me. And so I had to be like, okay, maybe I am tired, but I'm not going to label myself as tired. It's more this. It's more simple language. Hmm. In this moment, my body could use 10 minutes, eyes shut, and then I'm going to wake up and create something great. Right? So it's just a simple need for your body. My body needs to recharge. Okay, let's go. Right? Whereas if you're tired all day, you're tired after your nap, you're tired reading your e-blast, right? Yeah. So pay attention to your language. And I mean, if you're really brave and bold, you can ask someone you love. It's their words I say a lot, which is always scary to get the feedback, but helpful. Mm-hmm. I have a friend <laughs> who is a very successful business owner and I love hanging out with her because she always catches me saying things that don't serve me. And I remember nice. three years ago, uh, she said to me, do you know what you've said three times today? And I was kind of like, what? Like for someone to say that to you, do you know what you've said three times today? She's like, you keep saying there's not enough time in the day. And I said it with such like, almost just like this lighthearted energy, but I kept telling myself there's not enough time in the day. And she's like, Kelsey, there is enough time in the day. You just need to prioritize what you want to do, what you want to get done in that time. And So now like I stopped using that limiting belief or that mindset Mm -hmm. issue of like, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, there's so much time and I just need to prioritize my top two or three items. Um, So that's one of the things. And then similar to what you were saying about money, I used to avoid paying my taxes. I hated going through my bank statements and doing my bookkeeping. I hate it. I would always, when I needed to e-transfer someone money, I would always like write it down on a paper, but then I wouldn't do it for like a week or two. And I kept like, like you're saying, I kept seeing these clues of like, I have money issues. So I had to kind of unpackage that whole money mindset thing, which was Mm -hmm. totally new to me a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. But you realize that the things we say out loud and the beliefs that we have whether conscious or unconscious, they totally drive every decision that we make. And until Mm -hmm. we can be honest with ourselves or have somebody else be honest with us, it's hard to make a change because we're not aware that these things are potentially keeping us blocked. And then we just think, I feel stuck. I feel stuck, but we don't know what to do about it. Oh, it's so true. And it's funny, right? Like the quality of your life is going to be influenced by the quality of the relationships you have. So do you want a friend that's saying in the moment, you probably want a friend that's like, Kelsey, you're perfect. Your business <laughs> is perfect. Your outfit is perfect. And then, you know, you down the road, we actually benefit from friends that are like, uh, Kelsey, I noticed you could add this thing to your email blast yep. to convert clients or, hey, what's with your language today? So there's a piece there in our success about getting good at receiving feedback. 
And I know that this is something that you have said has changed the game for you because you weren't always okay with receiving feedback. You weren't always necessarily looking for it or open to receiving it. So I'm curious, why do you feel it's important to be open to feedback? And do you have Mm. any tips for us if we are kind of just a little bit shy of receiving feedback or even asking for it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So this was taught to me by one of my coaches and it helped so much. So she always teaches that before you give someone feedback, you should ask for their consent. So it's like, Kelsey, would you like some feedback about something I noticed on your website? And then you have an opportunity in your body to like calibrate and be like, oh, that would probably be valuable. And what that does is it takes Mm. the emotional edge off. Because if you're not ready, the brain is just going to make it emotion. But if you are asking for consent, you're like, rationally, it's very good to receive feedback. Yes, I would like it. So that simple switch into asking for consent. If you start doing that with people in your life that are really important, they're going to catch on. Right? So if you're offering feedback and you're saying, hey, would it be okay if I gave you feedback today? most likely when they're returning the feedback, they're going to start to use this consent as well. Um, And actually my dad's always been in HR and uh, he naturally always did this like as Mm. uh, with our friends and us, Uh, he'd say, Hey, can I give you a thought and like get the buy-in and Blake never forgets that he'll always say, okay, I'm going to frame this in a Bob Elliott way. So I actually have been exposed to this through my dad, right? Yeah. And then funny enough, this super, super successful coach I've had, um, she's just incredible. Her name is Marla Mattinson. And she then really reinforced this concept. Can I have your consent? And it, it just, it changes the game. So just remember that if feedback feels emotional, there's a way to make it more cerebral, right? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what takes the fuse off. (laughs) Such a good tip. And I'm definitely going to test that out in the real world because yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it's just like you're kind of preparing somebody for what's about to come because you're doing it from a loving place, but you don't, if somebody doesn't hear it from a loving place or they're just so um like taken off guard when you Mm -hmm. offer that feedback they might not see it that way but I think if it comes from that place of I just want to share something that's worked for me or I'm catching you doing something that might not be serving you it could be really really helpful absolutely agree I'm also laughing so hard at the subconscious mind because I barely ever say the word sure I like the word like absolutely or yep look at the name of my microphone sure (laughs) Isn't that so random? <laughs> I'm going to switch my language. Okay. That's one of those words that when I text people and they message me back with the word sure, I'm always like, you don't seem sure. I know. It's taken it on a weird of, meaning. It is. It can be. And texting, oh my gosh, that's why I voice note everyone. I'm like, I want you to hear my tone as I say this. <laughs> I love that. So one of the other things that I know has changed the game for you is taking radical responsibility, even Mm -hmm. when you want to blame. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how has that been a powerful shift? Because I feel like it is so Mm -hmm. easy for a lot of us, especially when we're in business, trying to grow something, launch something. If it's not working out, we blame all these 
factors external to us, the recession, my email didn't send at the right time. The algorithm isn't working in my favor. And like, honestly, there are 5 billion things, especially in the online world that we could outsource the responsibility um, of our success or results to. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious, how has taking responsibility really um, just empowered you in your life and changed your life in a positive Mm. way? Yeah. And what's funny, I always have to give the caveat that there's a lot of things where I'm still a human. So like in a month, I might mostly take responsibility. And then there's times that I'll automatically be like, oh, that was Blake that did that, right? My partner. So for example, I tripped on a whole bunch of toys the other day and I, it really <laughs> hurt. <laughs> I was like, Blake totally didn't clean Koa's toys. And then one of the times I'm like, oh no, wait, that was me, right? But it was funny how like, as my foot hurt, I wanted to blame him. Oh, <laughs> He's totally. gonna be laughing listening to this. <laughs> He's so not a like, I told you so person, but he'll be laughing. Um, So- there is a concept here about, do you want to be an externally focused or internally focused person, right? So if we're internally focused, no matter what happens, we are able to handle what's in front of us because we've learned how. And when we are externally focused, guess what? That same drama that just happened is going to keep finding you over and over and over. So that's going to sabotage your success. Mm-hmm. So let's say um, it was um, a client was too opinionated or hard on you, right? <clears throat> oh, well, you know, that didn't go well because so-and-so is too opinionated and too hard on me. Mm-hmm. And then you go to your in-laws and they are criticizing you and they're being really hard on you. And you're like, oh, they're too hard on me. And whatever you're finding, it's going to pop up everywhere. Yes. Like the mailman, the whatever it is, it's just going to keep coming. So until you learn to like deal with it and face off with it, it's going to keep finding you. So that's kind of why um, when life is giving you feedback, rather than just being like, oh, blame, blame, blame that person, that person, that person. It's like, what's the lesson here? What do I have to learn? How am I going to grow from this? Mm -hmm. And then as it keeps popping up, back to that skillful sailor thing. So if you are externally focused, stuff's always going to go wrong. And if you're internally focused, you learn that you have the tool belt to get you through. So um, focus on that tool belt. Know you know how to deal with it. And I read something so great this week. And I think especially women need to learn this conflict is not bad (laughs) and we kind of make it bad like we're like oh conflict I'm going to avoid it because it's so stressful but Mm -hmm. conflict is actually a way to get improved connection and intimacy with someone when you get through to the other side and do it tactfully and gracefully you understand Mm -hmm. each other better there's more respect there there's more trust So don't be afraid of conflict. It's more like, how can I lean into conflict with grace? I love that. It's so funny. Okay. So I'm having this weird visual right now because I'm currently watching The Bachelorette, which is a show I like (laughs) to indulge in in the winter. It's good. And it's funny because if anyone's ever watched it before, you know, they're in this six week simulation. It's like a dream world, right? And these relationships are birthed that are 
pretty much in a container. Like they're perfect because there's no external conflict. And I was watching it the other night, kind of equating that to playing safe in building a business. I was like, you can do all the right things. Like you can post the perfect content and you can like follow these checklists and go through a perfect launch. But if you never get yourself into the real world and test things outside of this perfect little checklist, then you never, well, first of all, you'll never encounter the conflict, Mm -hmm. but you also don't get to grow. And so Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying about like conflict isn't a bad thing. Like getting yourself out into the real world and stretching yourself outside of the box is actually good because it's going to help you to become a stronger person in a relationship or a stronger entrepreneur. And it really tests you um, just in different ways. So I don't think it's uh, it's not helpful to fear conflict, but to instead just embrace it and know mm-hmm. that the tough conversations, uh, mm-hmm. are going to equip you for what's to come and, and just well strengthen you. Well yeah. Put. In so many different ways. So I'm not sure that that bachelorette analogy really worked, but <laughs> no, yes. Well, I mean, I'm laughing because of course we think of conflict with that show. It's like yeah. all it is. It's like, you, you put your arm around him and I was, I was sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know guilty pleasure, but yeah, I guess I just admitted that on the pod. So if anyone else I mean, watches it and wants to chat, <laughs> I spent so many months watching it. So I, I totally get why it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Um, so you seem like you're obviously quite self-aware now of a lot of the beliefs and the mindset kind of mm-hmm. challenges that have held you back and you've been able to work through them. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that you do this in practice on a daily basis? Like, is it through journaling visualization? Like if we're starting to catch ourselves mm-hmm. with like these crazy money mindset, like rich people are selfish or people who have a lot of money are bad people. Like when we start mm-hmm. to identify that these are the conversations circulating in our mind. What are some things that we can actually start doing today Mm -hmm. to help to rewrite our stories and to reprogram the subconscious mind and hopefully drop these beliefs in favor of new ones? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I mean, for me, again, I'm very, very visual. So I built um, a vision board and every single crazy successful person I know has a vision board, hands down. Like it's just, it's not even just a fun little cute little Saturday magazine activity. Like hands down, the most successful people I know are looking at their map of what they want every day. Right. And sometimes people say to me like, how is working with you as a coach different than therapy? I'm like, well, therapy, you look at what happened in the past. And with a coach, we're mapping out what do you want out of life? So, you know, even just when people leave the container with me and they have these beautiful maps of where they want to go, they're like that alone, like that accountability to draw out my map is worth its weight in gold because I was waking up doing the same things and I wasn't taking actions towards what I wanted because I wasn't even remembering or focused what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So um, visual is amazing. Like what images stimulate your heart, your emotions, your body, like if, the, if an emotion makes you stir, like I told you all that the water makes me stir. Mm-hmm. If I see an ocean, my whole body physiology changes. So I post that on my wall, like me beside the ocean, right? So use the visuals, print out a, um, a vision board. And also something else is like, I play little movie reels in my head. So it's like, 
if there, before I had my second baby, I really, really wanted another baby. And I would sit at night and just play the reel of like a family of, you know, with the additional baby, we were all hugging and I would just play the reel and play the reel. So my physiology was listening. So that's something you can do at home. Um, you know, working with a coach, um, affords you the ability to have the mirror and really have someone pick out what's going on with your language, what's going on with the conflicts in your life. Because here's the thing. If your finances are off, your relationship's likely off. If your relationship's off, your relationship with your parents is likely off. Like there's, there's kind of everything affects everything, right? So taking a look at all those sections of your life and rebuilding new thoughts. Like that's mostly what I do for a living is help people rebuild new thoughts. And then there's an energetic technique called um, tapping EFT. And so after we kind of establish a lot of the junk, right, the junk we don't need in our heads, we tap on it so that we're removing the, let's call it the muscle memory, the energy meridian memory of those negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. So you can tap away, like you can tap on a headache and just feel like tap away the pain. And on a larger sense, you can tap away some of these limiting beliefs that you heard from like, whatever your aunt, it's like, it's really hard to be an entrepreneur. You're going to go bankrupt. Like you can tap that away, tap away the memory of that. So yeah, there's a tons of pieces to the puzzle, but those are probably my top three is make your map, make Mm -hmm. mental movie reels that you can replay that as if the event is already happening and you're like, you're already living in it. Oh, wow. I'm already beside the ocean. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, invest, invest in coaches because you need help seeing your blind spots. And um, sometimes it's just getting those reframes. And I would always, like, I always do tell my clients a lot of personal stories with the junk I've faced off with because there's solidarity in knowing you're not alone. So um, those are probably my top three. Uh, vision board. I'm laughing at my language because last night my daughter was up a lot. So I'm a little sleepy. Vision <laughs> <It's> board, movie <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> reels, and hire a coach. Those are my top three. <laughs> Such good tips. Yeah. I'm curious, what is your favorite part about being a mindset coach? You must see so many yeah. successes and transformations. What do you love about this career that you get to wake <sighs> up to every day? Ooh, that's a fun one. I love seeing people return to their own essence and their own hearts. Like we all show up in the world as like with these masks. It's like, I'm going to act really smart. I'm going to act really um, like I'm the fun one. And it's like when we strip away all these like singular identities, we can find actually who we are in our real hearts. And so I'll get these text messages from people. And it's like, I just remembered how much I love to play. And, you know, I just created a masterpiece on my cooking website because I was so blocked up and you helped me return to myself. Mm-hmm. I just earned an additional 10K this month because I rediscovered my confidence. Yeah. You know, we, we, we went there. So I think getting these little dings on my phone of people returning to who they are, that's the magic. Because when you are who you are, you're going to earn better. You're going to love better. You're going to live better. You're going to laugh better. So seeing people return to their own hearts is like just the greatest honor of all time. (laughs) So beautiful. And you know, something you said too, is that 
you help people rebuild their thoughts. And I had this visual of like architecture of like, there are some people who help build houses and like, we see that in the physical realm. But then when somebody tells us they're going to be like a thought architect, like I'm going to help you rebuild your thoughts. We're kind of like, I don't get it, but it's like, no, this is like, this is you. This is the, more important than the house you live in. Yeah. And I don't think we place enough value on thought architecture and like, mm-hmm. how do we want to restructure the foundation of our body, mm-hmm. our mind, our spirit, our mm-hmm. passion. And like, that's what you do. So it's like, how important is that? I can't even explain it. <laughs> I feel the same way, but I'm biased. I'm yeah. glad you, you're like in love with it too. And I love your visual. Like I love the idea of the thought architect because we know nothing can grow on a broken foundation. So if your business is like the roof and it's being built on like shambles and bricks that are always falling, it's like, you're not going to hit the peak. And, Mm -hmm. um, I always say to people, it's like, isn't it funny that we like wash our hair, brush our teeth, but we don't do thought hygiene at the end of the day. So, I mean, it's like, it's funny that we put our priorities into certain things, but not others. So it is really funny. And I I don't know if that's just a product of conditioning and it's that age old phrase that it's just the way it's always been. It's like, but maybe that's not the best way to self-actualize. So no, I agree. And you know what? We can't, I mean, we look at our generations before us, our grandparents and our parents with love and admiration because they give it, they gave us their hearts. They gave us everything they knew. Mm-hmm. And we would hope that they would want us to do even better. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that generation, for the most part, there, this wasn't a big focus. There was very literal understanding of the world and nine to five and what you do mm-hmm. and expectations. So, um, our generation is more like, no, what is the psychosocial financial impact of what we're doing and thinking in our life? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So incredible. If people want to connect with you, Emily, where are the best places for them to find you to tune into the pod, all the things. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's Emily Elliott with two underscores. Um, and you can check out the magnetic life, lots of, um, health mindset, many relationships, some motherhood in there too. Um, oh, in rela- romantic relationships too is another focus. Love that. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you are interested in coaching, just uh, you can just ping me on Instagram. My website's getting a nice, sexy little overhaul. So I'm just waiting on that. And yeah, thank you, Kelsey. This was so much fun. <laughs> oh, so many good tips. Can't wait yeah. to have you back again. And thank you for sharing your mindset wisdom with us. So we wish you all the best. My pleasure. Talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. 
So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.